Charlotte Bronte is best known for her 1847 novel Jane Eyre, widely considered a literary masterpiece and a classic of romantic literature. Her father, Patrick, was an Irish Anglican clergyman originally from County Down who spent most of his adult life in England where he became the head of the famous Bronte literary family. The story of Charlotte's own real-life romance is, of course, not as well known as that of her fictional heroine, Jane Eyre. But now it's the subject of two new books, a novel and a work of non-fiction, both exploring Charlotte's courtship with her intended groom, who was also an Irishman and their honeymoon in Ireland. Colin Flynn has been talking to the two authors and finding out more. It was 1852. Charlotte Bronte was 38 years of age. She was working on her novel Villette and was enjoying literary success. But in her personal life, things were not as bright. A few years prior, she had lost all three remaining siblings to TB. The other two had died a number of years before that. Pauline Clooney is an Irish author who has published a novel, Charlotte and Arthur. She was at home with her father, the Reverend Patrick Bronte, in the parsonage in Howarth. And her responsibility was to him and she knew that you know, really marriage or any removal from the parsonage, as long as he lived, was out of the question. So she lived with her father. But there was another man in the equation called Arthur Bell Nichols. He was a little younger than Charlotte, he was 35, and was the Reverend Patrick Bronte's curate, minding the church and working around the parish. He was born in Tully Farm, Kiliad, which is in County Antrim quite close to Belfast, actually. Uh, after schooling there, he entered Trinity College, Dublin, and eventually found his way to Haworth, his first curacy. Michael O'Dowd is a retired doctor in obstetrics and gynaecology and has just published a book called Charlotte Bronte, an Irish Odyssey. Arthur came to the house quite a bit, obviously, and had meetings with her papa. Charlotte knew quite a bit about Arthur and vice versa, and she thought that he was virtuous and that he had integrity and that he was a decent person. And he, of course, thought that she was just something fabulous. Arthur, you know, of an evening, particularly of a Sunday evening, would have tea with the Reverend Bronte and Charlotte. And this particular evening, instead of leaving, he came into where Charlotte was doing the final proofs on um, Villette. Um, He came in and proposed and she just said to him, basically, have you asked Papa? And he said no. So she said, right, head off there and I'll ask him on your behalf. And she went in and the Reverend Bronte went into a stormy temper. Pauline, why do you think her father Patrick was so opposed to this wedding? Maybe a few things. He depended a lot on Charlotte and um, he really didn't want to see anybody take her away from Howarth. But the other thing, he was very proud of her and he knew that she was at this stage a famous authoress and he probably felt that... um, Arthur Bell Nichols wasn't good enough. Arthur was a clergyman at that time and Patrick Bronte, also a clergyman, knew that there was no money in being a clergyman. It must have been so difficult for Charlotte because I imagine that here she is wanting to be loyal to her father and fulfil his wishes. But then when she thought of herself, she was 38 years of age, 
She was single. Her siblings had all passed. Was she worried, Pauline, about growing old alone? Yes, I think so. And she does say that um, in one of her letters as well, that probably better to be married than live a lonely life. And Charlotte was a very practical person. She wouldn't have been by nature a romantic person. She was very practical. Her best friend was Ellen Nussie. And, you know, most of my research was based on the letters of Charlotte Bronte, most of which were to Ellen Nussie. And at one stage, um, you know, she says in one of her letters that, you know, what will make a good marriage is if there's truth and sincerity and affection in it. And I think she saw all of those things in in Arthur. What do you think of that idea, Michael, that for Charlotte, this was more a convenient and practical decision to marry Arthur Bell Nichols? I wouldn't say it was convenient. And she was a woman of principle. She was very wise. She was widely read. She had said from her early existence when she was age 12 that she would never get married and that she'd be an old maid, that she didn't think that was in the future for her. But there must have been feelings there that she felt could grow. And certainly as time went by, she called him my dear boy. And then she said, my heart is knit to him, taking a a, a biblical precedence from Chronicles and Colossians. They married in the Church of St. Michael's in Haw- and All Saints in Haworth, and they married on the 29th of June, 1854. I'm not sure that I'd call it love at the start, but I, I think there was a great respect and a great affection. And Pauline, what made Charlotte's father, Patrick, change his mind about the wedding? What won him over after the second proposal was the fact that Arthur very kindly agreed that they would he would stay in Haworth and he would move into the parsonage. So Patrick Bronte knew then that he would not only was he keeping his daughter uh, with him, but he was getting the added advantage of having not just a, a son, a son-in-law, but also somebody who would be able to do his parish duties. And so the two headed off on their honeymoon to Ireland. Well, Charlotte was an inveterate letter writer, as was common at the time. And and from those letters, we can determine uh, where they went on their honeymoon. We know, for instance, that they left Haworth and went on to Keeley, where they got on the train and travelled across uh, North Wales, stopped off in Conway and also in Bangor then on to Hollyhead across to Dublin. You know, at this time in Ireland, the railways were, you know, starting to open up. New lines were being added. The Queen had been to Ireland, you know, um, that made, you know, that made it a tourist destination um, for the Victorians. They were in Dublin for a couple of days and she wrote a letter from there saying how they had arrived and where they went to Trinity College, the Trinity College Library, the Trinity College Museum. And then they headed off down to Banagher. Arthur brought Charlotte to meet his family in Banagher, County Offaly, for the first time, where they spent about a week, something that Charlotte wrote about in her letters. And, and she refers to, you know, his family and the relatives that she met and how genteel they were. She's very surprised at the size of the house. She didn't expect it to be as big as it was. You know, she had a different um, Arthur in her head at the end of the honeymoon than the one she married. 
and she is very surprised at how she finds Ireland. There is a sense of in her writings, in her books and in Villette in particular, and people often document this, that she she was often quite derogatory towards Ireland. Um, So I, I, I think that, you know, she was pleasantly surprised as she toured. Well, you'll have to say, what did you mean by your perception and idea of Ireland? Her father was Irish. Arthur was Irish. Uh, Of course, living in England, she would be exposed maybe to anti-Irish sentiment. However, at that time, I think that a a sea change had happened in England. People had veered away from the awful events that had happened in previous years and were more pro-Irish. And I don't know that she was actually anti-Irish, but certainly when you read the surrounding literature there had been a big change in how we were viewed from the other side of the water. Charlotte and Arthur's honeymoon continued throughout Ireland, visiting places like Kilkee in County Clare, Killarney in Kerry and then on to Cork, Charlotte writing letters as they went. The detail in the letters compared to what you would normally have is very scanty. They're one-liners or very little about where they were. It is possible to create a real honeymoon travel record. We can see exactly what Charlotte and Arthur saw when they were on their honeymoon. When she writes in one of the letters, she's staying in a hotel in Kilkee, and she says, you know, there's much to carp about if you wanted to carp, but everything else is so wonderful and the people are so lovely. And, you know, the Atlantic coast is is so, you know, astonishing that, she seemed to be happy. You know, the sense that I got from the letters is that she, her attitude to Arthur is changing. Isn't it incredible, Pauline, and quite funny that the things we take for granted today that people discover pre-marriage, these were the things that she was discovering just post-marriage in the honeymoon. And she was, it was dawning on her that she had made a good decision by marrying Arthur. Yes, exactly. Or and and that she had made a good decision, and I suppose it was a bonus because you know the the reasons that you know I would have said as to why she you know decided yes I am going to marry and I am going to marry Arthur Bell Nichols still stood. So I think the fact that she, I, I believe she fell in love with him over the course of the honeymoon. Maybe I'm a romantic, but. I think they were crazy about each other, to use common parlance. He looked after her very well. How, when they were on the cliffs in Kilkee, how protective he was. He was afraid that she would go too close to the edge and get wet with the spray from the waves. You know, sitting on the cliff looking out at the Atlantic. And he wrapped a blanket around her and took her away from the edge. Simple things like that showed how much he cared. And then she said, we are so happy. And Michael, when reading the letters from the honeymoon, was there one moment that stood out to you or really touched you? Well, I suppose what really touches me is when they were getting ready to go to Cork and he was thinking, this, my love, I would love to see you in your blue dress as had been portrayed in one of your books. And he talks about her hair flowing on her shoulders. Oh, really? Pauline, tell me about the letter that she wrote to her friend Katie Winkworth, who 
I know she had written to before the marriage, describing Arthur as dull, saying that she knew he wasn't an intellectual. But tell me about the updated letter that she sent from the honeymoon. For me, that is the most interesting letter that she writes, because in that letter, she is really selling Arthur as a wonderful man. And I think that was a very deliberate letter that she wanted to let her know that, um, forget what I said, I made a good choice. After about a month of a magical honeymoon in Ireland, the pair returned to Howarth. But sadly, only a few months later, Charlotte took ill. The doctor was called, and even though it's not said outwardly, what's implied in all the letters is that she was pregnant, and this was morning sickness. And then on 31st of March, she died, and what's on her death certificate is wasting. She wasted away. Now you have to look at the word integrity, because afterwards... Arthur looked after the old man until he died, which was quite a while afterwards. He died 1861. And can you imagine if Patrick was crabbed the way he's versified and shown in print, how difficult that was for him? Arthur was quite the man. He really was. And he was well chosen by Charlotte and she by him. After Patrick died, Arthur applied to take his position in the parish, but the bishop refused. And with that, he sold off many of the items in the house and he returned to Banagher, where he lived for another 30 years as a small farmer. And he remarried to his cousin, Mariana. But it seems his heart was always with Charlotte. When he was dying, he asked Mariana to bring the portrait um, of Charlotte to him. And apparently his dying words were, Charlotte, Charlotte. Well, you can imagine your your dearest, your best friend, your life, your your lover passes. It's devastating. Listening to you, Michael, it's clear that the story of Arthur and Charlotte has not only captured your mind, but it seems to have captured your heart as well. Why is that? The more I read, the more I realised what a what a wonderful, wonderful person she was. And um, that I would love to bring this to a wider audience because, really, uh, she was amazing from my perspective. And it's a beautiful story. And it certainly is that, a beautiful story indeed. Colin Flynn was reporting there on the narrative of Charlotte Bronte's courtship and marriage to Arthur Bell Nichols. We heard there from the authors of those uh, two complimentary new books inspired by Bronte's romance and her honeymoon in Ireland. Pauline Clooney's novel is called Charlotte and Arthur. It's published by Murdoch Books. And Michael O'Dowd's book is called Charlotte Bronte, an Irish Odyssey. My heart is knit to him, the honeymoon. That's published by Pardis Media.